everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is March 7th, 2022. Uh, how about your Lakers, Dave? Just getting steamrolled tonight by San Antonio. <laughs> son of a bitch. We might lose, but we're only down by four. That is not steamrolled. Oh, boy. Not up by four. Not up by four, so you'll hear Dave cry on the air later. Sad guy. Do you remember uh, Ralph Lawler? Yeah. Remember his rule was first team to 100 wins? I don't know why he thought that, but that was so fucking dumb. Because he was with the Clips, and they never got to 100, so <laughs> Maybe every smart. other team got to 100 first, and then they'd win. Jesus, dude. This fucking guy. He's like, God damn it, Dave. It's happened 9,000 oh times in my 40-year career. Did you watch the premiere of the Lakers show, the it's winning funny. time? I started watching it I yesterday. So um, my kids leave Friday for Guatemala. They're gone for two weeks. They said, fuck this country. We're out. We're out. We're not paying this gas. And I was like, you're 14. They're like, oh, well, I guess we're not paying this gas no matter what. But they're going with their mom to Guatemala on Friday, and I leave for Toronto on Friday. Okay. So I will not see them. All of you guys are out of the States. We're the fuck out of here. That's it. Love it or leave it. We're leaving. No. <laughs> no. Just, uh, I'm going for work. They're going for vacation. So they're gone for two weeks. And so we were just hanging out last night and we watched the AEW. I told you. Fuck off. You fuck off. Uh, we watched the AEW wrestling pay-per-view. Yeah. And this will be What my, is AEW? You gotta help me. AEW. Out. Okay. So this is really funny, Dave. You sent me this text and I have no I just went, okay. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Um AEW is owned by Tony Khan who is the son of Jacksonville Jaguars owner, Shad Khan. Okay. So. Sister Shaka Khan. Correct. I knew it. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of other cons. <laughs> so, Dave, I, I don't, there are guys like Jim Betancourt and others that would know yeah. the timeline a lot better. But there were a handful of guys that their time had either run the course in the WWE or had been other places, and there'd always been talk because the WWE has run professional wrestling for 25 years since Ted Turner got out, since TBS got yeah. out. And you kept hearing all this different talk about, well, this guy has money, and then different groups would come, but it was always WWE and everybody else. And, and really, I don't think it's crazy to compare it to the NFL and XFL or USFL. I mean, they're billion-dollar companies, yeah, big-money TV deals with USA and Fox Sports, so I, I don't think the analogy is that far off. But it was probably about, again, I defer to Jim and, and others that follow it a lot closer, but it was probably about four years ago that you started hearing this talk that Tony Khan, the son of, of Shad Khan, was going to put this group together. So we got a few guys, guys you'd probably know, uh, you remember Chris Jericho from WWE yeah. and Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes' son? So they started building this group. It's called AEW, which is All Extreme Wrestling. Or All Elite. My apologies. Jesus, you paid for it. Don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't about. even know what I'm buying. <laughs> but all of a sudden, if you've been paying attention, yeah. they have kind of become a very, very hot property. And they're on TNT and TBS. And where Vince McMahon has kind of stayed with his same guys and same formula for 25 years, uh, AEW went in and got a bunch of the guys 
that he had gotten rid of. And they have found ways to utilize them. They're the younger. It's kind of younger. It's faster. It's more of a pop culture type event. And it's just, as my son who watches both of them says, WWE is kind of boring. They're trying to bring back Stone Cold Steve Austin. They've got Logan Paul and Johnny Knoxville for WrestleMania in a couple of weeks. Uh, AEW is pretty fun and pretty exciting. So they had their pay-per-view thing. And and I'll tell you this too, uh, from a business standpoint, Upper Deck a couple of years ago, a couple of my buddies who are into it, they know I like it. My son likes it. They're like, hey, we got to deal with AEW. And this was, again, at least two years ago, before COVID, so maybe even three. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They're like, yeah, we're going to, we have the NHL license, we have the Marvel license, and now we have AEW. So for a handful of us, we were like, oh, this is going to be great. Dave, this thing has gone crazy. And they have an amazing reputation. I was talking to our guy today, product development. He goes, these guys, meaning the wrestlers, the announcers, the management team, our guys cannot say enough good things about. So we have AEW cards, oh, and, that's they, awesome. and they sell out all the time. But um, the point being, sorry, because Jack's leaving, I wanted to hang out with him as long as I could, so we bought that, had a blast watching it, and then by the time I got him back to La Mesa at 10 o'clock last night and got back to PB, I started watching part of it and then fell asleep at like 11.15. So I'm probably... Probably 25 minutes into it. Where I was at, here, I'll give you where. Yeah, go ahead. I just finished it right now. Okay, so for anybody who's watched the first episode, I I pretty much got out right after Jerry Buss is taking Magic and his dad, kind of walking him out after Jack Jack Kent Cook, uh, you know, kind of fucks up dinner. Yeah. And that's kind of right where I'm at, when they're like kind of, he's walking him out to the car. Did you get to the part where Jerry West is playing golf with Jerry Buss? I did see that. Okay. That shocked me. <laughs> Dude, the Jerry West character of this thing is fucking laugh out loud funny as shit. But did you know that was his reputation? I had no idea that was his reputation, that they said he was yeah, a you're, complete... Yeah, you aren't, you aren't, there's a spoiler alert. It's, I mean, it happened. It's that Jerry West didn't want them to draft Magic. He wanted Sidney Moncrief. But not only did he want that, but he was... Like, he's always had this reputation, to the best of my knowledge, of being kind of soft-spoken and kind of laid-back, intense, right? Yeah. Dealt with anxiety. But this was like a maniac. He was going yeah. nuts and snapping clubs and cussing like crazy. Like, I never I never knew that was his reputation. Is that yeah. is that really who he yeah, is? Yeah, when I covered the Lakers, that was the reputation. Really? Yeah, the rep- yeah, that the even though they did beat this beat they did win a championship in seventy two finally. Mm-hmm. All those years of losing to the Celtics wore on him. I mean, to the point where he couldn't own anything or have anything green in his house. He never wore the color green. He wow. never had the color green in his house, of his cars, nothing. He hated anything that reminded him of the Boston Celtics. It literally caused Can't pain to him. him. Yeah. Right. Can't blame him. And, uh, I mean, dude, you'll watch it all the way through. Yeah. But that, that fucking golf scene is is so goddamn funny. To right me. at the start, when they're talking about drafting magic. Yeah, where Jerry Buss is saying why. And he's giving him three reasons why you don't want to draft magic. And he just loses his shit. It's, um, it cracks me up. The whole time. <laughs> I think this is going to be one of those things I would laugh out loud. But yeah. literally, I'm laughing out loud. And as I said, I know the story. You know, yeah. I'm going, well, fuck, I know the story better than almost anything. Because I've been a giant Laker fan. 
And sure enough, man, I'm watching this and I'm like, this is great. I didn't think it'd be great. Well, and I, I honestly got, I love it. Jerry Buss. So my last couple of years of high school and then in and around trips to London, I worked at Del Mar at the racetrack yeah. and I sold the Bedeker tip sheet. And Jerry Buss was my customer during Del Mar and he would come out occasionally for off-track betting. But really, every day during the meet, he would buy it. And I dealt with him for years and we would talk sports and uh, we've told the Gretzky story here. The thing that made me the happiest about watching it last night, I mean, the Kareem stuff was funny. The, oh, my God. The guy, did, did you get to the Kareem in the airplane part? Yes. Okay. That was funny as shit. And uh, the guy who looks, the guy who plays Magic looks like Magic. And the guy who plays Kareem, they did a yeah. really, really good job. The Norm Nixon hairline was perfect, too. Really funny on that, too. Um, but the thing that made me happy, Dave, was that, again, I'm only half yeah. hour into it. They portrayed Jerry Buss the way Jerry was for me and all the people around me at Del Mar. Yeah. He was so insanely nice every day and cool and just an everyday guy. Always had the same thing. Faded jeans that looked like they were six days late to be in the washing machine. And an old white, like, Munzingwear polo shirt. Yeah. That... Jerry wasn't a big guy, but Jerry probably should have been wearing like a large and he looked like he was wearing a medium and hair that probably looked like it could use, you know, the shampoo and a comb. But all of that being said, often he came in pushing a stroller. Probably one of those kids is a scout now or the yeah, assistant no GM for the Lakers. And he just every day was so incredibly nice to everybody. That was the thing that I was... Dude, I love hearing that. Cause oh, he was the, I'm, just I'm, the coolest, I've man. I've stood as close to him, closer than I am to you right now. You yeah. and I together, we saw yeah. him in Anaheim. Yeah. But I've never spoken to him, ever. And he's been near me a million times. I just kind of honestly had nothing to say to him, or what would I have done? Well, and I think, Dave, that might have been the case, and, and I think we've probably had that with other people too, right? Yeah. Like, I, I remember this... Um, one of the first times I went to Toronto, we were at a dinner and Serge Savard, the great member of the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. was there. And we probably got like 10 guys around. And I, I told you this before. Nobody would talk to Serge. They were all impacted. He's a Hall of Famer. He's part of the incredible Montreal Canadiens run, right? And so I just said to him, hey, does Marty McSorley ever have to buy a drink in this town and, or in, in Montreal? We're in Toronto. He goes, nah, we don't see Marty in Montreal too often. And I go, man, what a difference that made. And Serge gets all riled up. Uh, do you mean to imply <laughs> that that was the difference in the series? I go, Serge, that was the only difference in the series. Kings would have swept you for nothing. Do you know who my goaltender was? <laughs> Patrick Watt. And, and we laughed and laughed. My gosh, Dave, it couldn't have been. Serge Savard was so awesome. It's one of my favorite experiences. And and I think Jerry might have been the same thing. Where maybe he wished more people talked to him. I don't yeah. know. I didn't know him that well. But I literally talked to him every day for Del Mar, 44 days in the meet for probably five years. And just every day he was so nice to me, um, so nice to the other people. Somebody said to me, um, did Jerry tip you? And I said, no, but I wasn't, I wasn't looking for a tip. 
like whatever the sheet was, you know, yeah, gives you a five. I give you two bucks back. And that was that. But he did give me the, the Gretzky trade a couple of yeah. days early. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Now, I'll I tell you what, it's, it's kind of funny. And they show this in the show as well, because everyone always assumes the Lakers and the amount of money and everything that goes with being an L.A. sports team. Yeah. He never had a lot of money. No. And it shows in this thing he doesn't He's have. He's a real estate yeah, guy. Yeah. And he never had, a, a, the, you know, the money that when you talk about the billions and billions of dollars on what it took to run a team or what the team is worth. Like the family could do so much better if they sold the team right now. Yeah. Overall. You know, like I'm looking at the value of some of his kids and you're talking some are $10 million, some are $23 million. What's Jeannie? Um, I didn't look up Jeannie. I guarantee you, though, Jeannie's numbers aren't going to make sense. You know what I mean? They're yeah. Gonna be, she's, part, she's, she's really the owner of the team. Yeah. And the other brothers she kicked out, you know. So I guarantee you her numbers, just like we've seen in Major League Baseball now, everything's a little bit skewed. But it's, um, I, I found it fascinating. I found it not, when he died, you know, I think 2013 he died. How many, that long. Yeah. How many people just, just loved him? And you understand yeah. why the fact Jeannie loved him and Magic loved him. But how many people just loved him? And it's like you said, you didn't see anything negative about him. You have yeah. nothing to oh, gain or God lose no. right now. If he was an asshole, you would have said. Oh, I tell you, me, I've said it about Enberg. If that, yeah. How cool was it that, that Enberg's in the, and his son's in it? That's his son. Yeah. I thought I like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. That uh, I think his name's Ted. And it I, is Ted. Yeah. And I thought that was really, I did. I like that a lot. Um, it's funny, Dave. I probably, and I'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. I visit. Uh, it's funny. I make my rounds. Uh, my friend Erica, we're coming up on the third anniversary of her passing, and I go, I go visit her. She's at Forest Lawn. But ev- and when I'm done with Erica, I go to the right. Paul Walker's right there. Uh, Jerry Buss is right there. And then often we can swing down, and you go down, and I go visit, pay tribute to the great Ronnie James Dio. And then right over from Ronnie James Dio is... Uh, Carrie Fisher and and her mom, Debbie Reynolds. Do, do you just happen to run across them or did you look it up like where are they? No, I um often I just would sit there a little longer with Erica and my sons would go up and then I said to my sons, I go, Hey, there's a bunch of people Princess here. Leah. Yeah. So they went out walking around. They found uh Jerry and then Paul Walker's right next to him. And then just people are really nice. You know, they see young kids that are that are paying tribute or just paying respects. They're like, oh, if you go over there, that's where this person is or that person is. But no, our, our goal was to get up and, and see Erica. And then I found out, yeah, Jerry's um, 200 yards to her right. Oh, yeah. And Paul Walker's 20 feet from Jerry. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah, what's, I mean, Jerry has... His is really cool. He's got a, it's got the Lakers logo. Cool. And it's got like, um, I think he's got the Larry O'Brien trophy is kind of there. I like it. And then, so if you're. So the LA lasers on there? No. He does not. But if I'm, if I'm facing him, like I'm facing this cutout of Jake in the yeah. garage. If I'm looking straight ahead, you would go to your left. Like, I don't know. I don't, I haven't been there in a year. But I think it's just, like I said, maybe 10 yards. And then Paul Walker. And Paul Walker, it's weird. It's just a, a plate that says the last name Walker. But you see people have put a bunch of, like, Hot Wheels and flowers and pictures and things like that. They're paying uh, their respects. There you go. 
No, I mean, we've done a lot of, we've done a lot, but no, I'm actually, I go there to visit my friend who I miss every day. And then, yeah, you go, but Jerry was, Jerry was great to me. I, I never yeah. met Paul Walker, but you know, Jim Bus was really, really cool. We used to see Jim Bus at Del Mar at Yogi's and Jim was freaking awesome. Jim was cool to everybody. And I've never, to the best Wasn't, of my... Was Jim, that was the fuck-off son, right? One of the fuck-off sons. Uh, well, Johnny... Was it John? I thought it was... But oh. Jim was the horse trainer, yeah, owned yeah, the yeah, lasers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was the fuck-off one. According to the media guys. The guys I was around every day, like straight out yeah. went... <laughs> I think I've told this story. I know I think I've told you this story. I don't know if I ever said it in a microphone. But the media guys that we'd hang out with in L.A. are the same kind of thing you have mm -hmm. here in San Diego. There's a group of people that you see every day at different events, whether it's Aztecs, Padres, Chargers. And when Jerry Buss got up to announce the L.A. Lasers, yeah, the first question is, which one of your, <laughs> which one of your dipshit kids is going to fuck up this team? Well, what did Jeannie have? Jeannie had the roller hockey team. No, well, Jeannie worked, yeah. But Jeannie worked with the Lakers from the very beginning. Right. Like, nobody ever disliked Jeannie. You know, Jeannie was, no. was good looking. She was nice. Nobody disliked Jeannie. Went everyone, Playboy. Yeah, everyone didn't. Nobody liked the other the other sons. And his, uh, he had a young son now. I just looked it up. Who's 34 now. But when I was covering that Laker team in 94, mm -hmm. and Eddie Jones was a guy that, that I happened to be friends with because we were close to the same age at the time. Him and I were talking, and this kid comes up right after the game. Yeah. And it's kind of like almost tugging on Eddie Jones's clothes. Like, I want your attention. And Eddie turned around it and started to snap at the kid, and I bumped Eddie oh, to yeah. go, dude, that's one of the owner's sons. And he looked at me like, sons? And then when he uh, realized it was Jerry Buss's kid, he was super nice to the kid, and then he looked at me and goes, dude, you probably just saved my ass. You know, he, he goes, I was ready. to said, dude, kid, get out of here. What the fuck are you doing in the locker room? Beat it. Yeah. And uh, at, at the same time, just, just like you and I, last time we saw Jerry Buss when we were at the pond, he had a girl with him that oh, the, yeah. was extremely young. What? <laughs> what did you just say? She, what, look, she was of age. But if we didn't know she was of age, you, it was one of those. Like, holy cow, he likes them young. He I, did. I always saw him with women the age of Anne Margaret. <laughs> sure you did. No one ever saw him with women or the maybe age of it, Anne Margaret. Or maybe it was the lead character art. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Maybe that's what I was. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, did you I did, like the way the show opened up? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did. I like, I liked it. I want you to finish it and just tell me, Hey, did you like it? Or are you going to watch the second episode? Is what I want to oh, yeah, watch it. all. Okay. But yeah, better I, than I thought. I thought it was going to be dog shit. Yeah. Better than I thought. Yeah. Um, no, it was cool. And so, yeah, that was really fun. And then Saturday night was the big Garth Brooks show. Yeah. Now, you're the country music guy. Yeah. I'm shocked you weren't there. It, well, I had shit going on, but yeah, I was I wasn't there. I had, I knew it was baseball season. It rains all the time. I knew there was a chance that I was going to end up coaching, and sure enough, I was in Poway coaching a baseball game. Would have made things kind of tough for me. Yeah, so we'd said it. By the way, we beat that East County team. Yeah, and anyone wants to say Poway is not East County, you're out of your fucking mind. John Conniff's wife summed it up perfectly. She said, "What's the furthest East freeway that you go that you could the main one." It's the 15. I mean, you can call the 67, but really it's the 15. Did, that, yeah, I took the 67 there. That's what my maps told me. 67 well, up the back road, and I can either go to Lakeside Rodeo. Yeah. I can go up the hill, go to Ramona, or yep. I can make a left and then a couple miles. I'm, I'm at Poway High School. Poway well, is the nice part of East County. Does that make yeah. you feel better? 
yeah. assholes. Well, and as Mrs. Khan have pointed out, you go uh, north on the 15, which is the furthest east of the 5, the 805, and the 15. And when you get off at Poway Road, which direction do you go? You go east. Exactly right. It's fucking it's East obvious. County. It's obvious. Not North County. It's dipshits. North County is Del Mar, Lucadia, Cardiff, Encinitas, Carlsbad, Oceanside. That's it. That's it. We, we don't embrace... It's not Escondido. Nobody looks at Escondido or Penasquitas and goes, you're North County. No, you're not. Yes, you're right. You might as well be the fucking Inland Empire. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, the fuck Inland off. Empire. Yeah, I mean, get out of here. Not doing any of that. So... Um, I had said that uh, uh, whatever it was, wasn't that long ago, five, six weeks ago, I was looking for Rams playoff tickets for my son, and I had never used, do you ever use the Game Time app? There's StubHub. I haven't had Desert a chance to Seeds. use it yet. I haven't had a chance. So I was like, well, let me check out Game Time. Yeah. So I go, and this was right after, this was probably 10 days after the Garth Brooks tickets had gone on sale, I had not tried to get them that day, but I had seen from a lot of our friends, uh, including my sister, that they had set up an account with Ticketmaster. They had logged in at whatever yep. time in the morning. The system crashed. A lot of people didn't end up with tickets or they ended up in the nosebleeds. Terrible seats like poor Paul put Megan through. I was so offended. Dude, for I felt bad for them. I, well, I felt bad for Megan. Because yeah. she's a rock star. I was like, Paul, you got to come on. Yeah. Take care of the queen. So, Megan, just understand, I appreciate that she took the high road, didn't say anything. But I was like, holy fuck. People in the balconies, 80 floors up, had closer <laughs> seats than that poor thing did. Um, so, we were looking for Rams tickets. And all of a sudden, like, anytime you jump on those sites, yeah, I was saying it came up Garth Brooks. And I was like, oh, boy, you know, what's the markup on this going to be? Thinking it would be like 200 300 a ticket. Well, I start looking, and floor seats, I ended up in FF, which was just to the left of the stage. I was in row four, and we paid 110 a ticket. Everybody else yeah. paid 97 a ticket. So I called my ex, and I said, hey, you want to go with Garth Brooks? There's four tickets here that are pretty good. She goes, yeah. So we buy them. Now, look, I'm going to preface this by saying this is always the case with her and especially with my kids. They don't really understand that they don't do a whole lot of sporting events. They don't do sporting events where 50,000 people are going to show up. They're used to going to fucking movies at Grossmont Center. That's a big day for them, okay? Big event. So, like, you walk in, you're fucking there. Signed seats, off you go. So I'm saying to them on Saturday, like, hey, let's let's get rolling. What Shoot. time are you saying let's get rolling? Uh, I'm seeing gate doors open at 4.30. I'm expecting a big crowd. I don't really know. Like, it's one thing if I'm going to a baseball game or something yeah. else, you know, the lay of the land. We're on the floor. I don't know how it's going to be. So I'm like, let's get out by 5. She goes, ah, I'll be ready by 5.30. Show starts at seven, Dave, no opening act. Yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck. Yeah, fuck. What are you doing? And we're parking at her place, her place of employment, which is way down by 4th and B. Okay. I'm like, I, I'm telling you, man, like, 
you, you're, you're blowing it, son. Like the great Angelo Dundee said. Did you guys walk it from there or you guys Uber it? No, we just walked it. Okay. Perfect. So you start, so we get parked and they're, you know, I got to go up and use the bathroom. I gotta, Holy fuck. Are you now, losing your mind? Yeah, I'm like, we're fucking around here. Yeah, come on. So now they finally figure it out. We get going. And Dave, walking through the gas lamp on big event nights, this is why it just makes me crazy that the NFL did not get done downtown. Yeah. Because downtown for Charger games or if the Aztecs would have been down there, Holiday Bowl, whatever the case may be, it just would have been great. And because as you're walking... We came down 6th Avenue. 6th Avenue, a lot of it is closed now. They brought tables out. And, I mean, you're eating dinner um, in the middle of 6th Avenue. And everywhere you go, it's cowboy hats, and people are just having a blast. The atmosphere downtown was great. But as we get, as I'm getting closer, you know, and they're kind of, ah, here we go. I'm like, look, wake up. Like, I'm telling my kids and their mom, like, yeah, fucking pay attention here, okay? Because God bless the pods, but the pods are not really known for being the most efficient team on handling big events. They do a lot of things right, and it was proven again Saturday night. They, it's a clusterfuck down there. There was no structure at all trying to get in, and this is probably 640. So we go... We're looking at how everybody's doing it. Dave, I'm at the I'm over by the Western Metal Supply. Okay. And I'm looking and people are just fucking off and doing whatever. But I said to my kids, I'm like, no, let's not be a douche. Okay, there's a bunch of people that are in this line. We go back kind of at the start of dubs, respectfully jump in there. Yeah. There's no security, there's no ropes, there's no anybody directing what's going on, anything. So it's just a mass but the line's kind of moving the line's kind of moving we're fine and now we get like right outside of that western metal gate and everything stops and i mean just stops and people are pushing and shoving and you're like man there's older people there's kids there's a whole blend and it's just there's no flow to the traffic to get people through and everything stops and now everybody's getting nervous because they're looking at the watch and like I said, I get it. But there's no, like there was not, nobody's ready for it. Yeah. It's because as you make your way to the metal detector, right? Every one of these dumb fucks <laughs> thinks they're in the PBR rodeo. So they all got a belt buckle. Yeah, of course. Right? Like they're Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And so that's half the problem. The other half is elite security. We've known those guys forever. It, they must have said, let's get the oldest employees that we have and let's put those people at the uh, metal detector. <laughs> Do you have a belt on? Yeah, old timer. Well, let's take that belt off. Hey, you buy me a drink first. <laughs> we'll negotiate. Just so it doesn't go off. Oh, fuck. Okay. So these fucking old timers are trying to check everybody's purse. Did you get that belt off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was out in El Cajon. I saw Roy Acuff one time. Let's get it rolling here. Okay? Fuck. 
So every old that belt off. Yeah. So it's just slow as fuck over and over again. And they got one person checking purses with the drumstick. Right. That's the best, right? Can you open the purse? What? Can you open the purse? And you're just like, holy fuck. What are we doing here? Now you get through that. What are they looking for with that drumstick? A fucking weed. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah. Probably looking for Geritol. They even sell that shit anymore. So now you get through. We had floor tickets because we didn't we didn't do like Paul and get shitty seats. Yeah. We were on the floor. So as you go up, there's a tent right there that says floor access wristbands. That was great. They had people all around this booth. They were looking. Hey, you're on the floor. Confirmed how many people in your group. And it's kind of rainy out the whole thing. Like, here we go. Wristbands are on. Bang. Where do I go from here? I know how to get up to yeah. Padre's seat, but I don't play center field where I go. You're just going to head right over in this direction here with a, with a finger pointed towards the fucking horizon. Fuck that. <laughs> so then you start walking, and security guy, you're like, you're like and you, you're watching, Dave. And the yeah. thing is, it's like it's 10 to 7, and I'm fucking telling these guys, this is why I said, let's yeah, fucking told get you here. fuckers this is going to happen. Yeah. So now they say. Is there anyone on your side or all three think you're crazy? I think they knew I was a little pissed, so okay. they were cool. They, they were fine. Nobody um, admitted like we should have come a little bit earlier. Oh, earlier. yeah. No, they were great. Okay. They, they understood. So, I mean, not that it'll ever matter. Yeah. Like we're fucking going back in two weeks for George Strait or anybody. So now you get over and I say to this guy, I go, hey, for field, where are we going? He goes, you're going to go right there and follow these steps. And it's going to take you right down to the field. I go, oh, fuck. Okay, great. People's and David's, like I said, it's, you got 10 or 12,000 people on the floor and these narrow little walkways and people start walking down and one person, again, from elite security, no, oh fuck, this is up only. You have to go over another 30 yards. And I'm sorry, dude. I love the guy. Why does it fucking matter? At that yeah. point, yeah. why does it matter? You're fucking get people rolling. If the stop with your bullshit, like, hey, this is the about uh, bullshit. You ever go to uh I'll use Staples Center. At the end of the game, every escalator is going down. Yep. At fucking at Peco Park at the end of the night. Yep. Every escalator is going down. Everybody is getting out. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, fuck. So now we shuffle over, and now, Dave, you've got... Did a, you, you left? You, you, you took his stuff? You didn't say? You didn't go off? No, why does it no, matter? no. You didn't punch anybody? Nothing? No. Oh. So now we get over. Yeah. And again, it's a bottleneck. Is three lanes are trying to get down to this row, <laughs> and there's a bunch of fucking Padre employees that are standing right there looking around, doing fucking nothing. Doing nothing. And we start making our way down, and you realize they got another lady, this poor lady, so sweet, but she had to be mid-70s, and she's checking everybody's wristband one at a time. Hey, thanks for being patient. How are you? And you're like, fuck! Let's go, Bonnie Franklin. Get this fucking line moving. So finally, she gets everybody down, and that's what I tweeted. I'm like, the pods fucked this up. Yeah. But 
once we got down, we got in, they had people that were like, hey, you're right there, boom. And once you got through the bottleneck, it was great. Yeah. And they did a fantastic job getting on and saying, hey, just giving you an idea, like start getting ready, start being ready to go. They did a five-minute countdown. Hey, it's five minutes to the start of the show. That was really cool. And Dave, honestly, by the time the show started, none of the earlier shit mattered. It was so much goddamn What time fun. did they finally start? He came on at, uh, fuck, I, I would think like 7.45. Okay. Was so it raining? It rained throughout the night, which oh, was sure. really fun. But oh. it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like downpour. Yeah. And Were you freezing? No. I know other people said that. Yeah, they were freezing. Yeah, that like, it was imagine, cold. Imagine Paul and Megan. Fuck, they were up so Dude, high. That had to be pretty cold. That altitude, shit. I hope she's okay today. But no, I was down low. Yeah, of course. You probably, yeah, you're good. Well, I thought ahead. Yeah. Prepared. But um, but no, way up there by the wind with all yeah. the planes going over. Oh, I wonder if um, Paul could hear it with the planes going over. Fuck. Well, you probably heard a lot about it when I kept posting pictures. The fuck some podcast guy down there. Some podcast guy, my... My kneecaps are frozen. And the fucking chef's down there. We're way up here by Jesse Lozano? Fuck happened, Paul. Do we have to drive back to the Inland Empire after this? Fuck. Right. <laughs> well, I got to drop off a couple of deliveries and then we'll be home. But, uh, Dave, it was so goddamn fun. Yeah. It was so goddamn fun. Like, yeah, that part of it was a complete disaster. But so your kids what? have a good time. They, dude, it seemed like everyone I knew was at this concert. By the way, I mean, yeah. I was like, God dang! Not only did it seem like everyone I knew went, but everyone outside of Paul and Megan had were on the floor. Like, it seemed like no. row three. Every no. every friend I had, dude, was like third row. Uh, well, Mike Costa and Mike Goff had insane seats. They were to my left and up. They showed up on the big screen all the time. Really? They were on all the time, which was fun. Every radio guy I saw had awful seats. Oh, the radio guys. I'm talking my friends. Mud and Orsilla <laughs> were up super yeah. high. Weren't they, were they in the booth? Yeah, they might oh, have been. Because they wanted free a free show. Right. Cheap fucks. Cheap fucks. But, um, so that was it. So then I had had that tweet, and people were like, oh, well, what happened? What went wrong? And at this point, we were having so much fun. You don't want to play the game. I, I took it down. Oh, okay. I mean, I knew we'd tell the story here, yeah. but that, shit, Dave, that that was forgotten so quick in. Like, they, it was pretty funny. Like, the drum, they start with the drum coming up from the floor. Yeah. Like a drum riser. And fucking Garth Brooks is underneath acting like he's pushing the drum up. Like, you know, fucking around, having fun. And other than the fact he thanked everybody at the Padres and said, thank you, Kevin Bochy. He did not. He did. Holy fuck. But he talked about Tony Gwynn. He talked about Trevor yeah. Hoffman. He talked about Andy Ashby and how great they all were to him. Kevin Bochy. Who oh, fuck. You fucked that up. Yeah. He was your boss. He was both of them were. <laughs> um but I I think Dave Garth, any, by the way, I don't mean to cut you off. Garth looks like he's aged pretty well. Yeah. I was looking at him there Dude. and then looking at him over time and going, Garth's aged pretty well. But he was so goddamn funny, and my son Jack and I were dying. Because there were about 15 times during the night where he was over at the waist. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I've done this. <laughs> so I'm like, look at that old goat. He's breaking down right there. Dave, his voice was great. 
It was so much fun. Yes, I would think anybody who was there had a blast. Yeah. Had an absolute blast. But I, I, that's why I took that tweet down. Because, like, I don't want that to be the focus. Like, so he said, did my kids have fun? When they were younger, um, we would drive around and I would play that double live CD. They love that double live CD all the time. But my car right now doesn't have a CD player. I've yeah. had it for a year. And Spotify has very limited Garth Brooks stuff. Yeah. So because the amount of time that had gone by, they didn't know a whole lot of their song. He didn't know. Um, my son Jack knew a few. Cade, I like, you know, crowd's going crazy. It's raining. There's energy. Garth Brooks is running around. I look over at my son Cade, and he's just mowing. He's sitting down mowing a hoedad burger. And I'm like, you good? Oh, yeah, this is great. I go, I fucking paid 125 bucks for you to sit there and crush a hoedad burger. Dad, they're the best. <laughs> and he's like, but then he was funny. He's like, you having fun? I go, yeah, it's great. He goes, yeah. He goes, mom's having fun. She keeps bugging me to dance with her. I go, dance with your mom. No way. <laughs> Keep singing in my ear. So we're dying. Everybody, no, it was great. And getting out was no big deal. I mean, the energy cool. energy downtown was really, really fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it just... It, what we, would you say percentage of songs you knew? Oh, shit, I knew... Um, I knew probably 80%. Oh, wow. Because I was saying to them what was funny. Um, I, I moved in. A friend bought a condo in La Costa in... 97 right before we launched this show yeah but she was traveling for work so i got in i moved in and like the only thing she was you know i had my bed but it was her condo so she was buying the couches and coffee tables and everything else and all i had was like my bed and like my tv yeah but i set up the cable and set up hbo and it was only me at night and HBO would run that goddamn Central Park concert all the time. And so I'd get home, watch it. And so I didn't really know anything about him at that time. Like I kind of knew yeah. the whole thing. And that Central Park concert was pretty cool. Pretty amazing. So we had that double live and then their mom and I had saw him uh, at the arena in 2015. And that was fun. But shit, Dave, I, I would think most people that were there the other night would say that was a pretty insane night. That's awesome. Yeah, everyone and I know when it started went, raining, so it, was great. it was great. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, just because, like, I was hesitant to even talk about the, the bullshit getting in, but opening day is going to be in a month, and I know not everybody's sitting on the on the field, but... I would think the crowd for opening day is going to be big, and I just I've seen it before. They they yeah. don't really have much of a process down there for really really big events. Chili Peppers are coming later this year. That's going to be a is huge. Chili show. Peppers at Pekka? Uh huh. Dude, I'd go in a second to that. Yeah, Bad Bunny's there coming. I mean, that's going to be a huge show down there. So uh, I know you'll be going to see Def Leppard. No. And Toto. No, I will what? not be. Not be. But no, it was it was a blast. It yeah. really was fun. Yeah, and, and so... See, Chili Peppers, like, there's no way, like, my wife's not going to that shit. Like, she won't go see Chili Peppers? She won't go. When are they going? What time of year are they going? I think they're there in July. I think I'm right okay. on that. I would go. And then I think, like... That's actually, I was thinking about it the other day, because Stern was playing a bunch of their stuff. Yeah. 
And I was like, man, we ask the question all the time. Name a concert you'd want to go to. That, that, yeah. That would be it. I think uh, Journey, Poison, yeah. Def Leppard, like the 80s and thing. I've, I've seen some of those 80, 80s guys, though, over here at yeah. whatever amphitheater is called now. Different change the fucking name every year. Yeah, Joe Lar Amphitheater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. it, I mean, I would think for those shows, that, well, they'll still have, yeah, they'll still have field seating. Yeah, and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, I mean, pain in the ass getting in, but fucking didn't matter. Insane night. Like, since Rita won't go, you think Megan will go? Actually, want to sit in nice seats? Yeah, Megan. You can take Megan and take uh, Erica. Okay. I don't know if they have kids tickets, but yeah, <laughs> take her. Take that little peanut. <laughs> that little peanut. <laughs> Dude, the problem though. When do you said July? July is like sweaty weather. You know, yeah, but she cleans up nice. She's she a cute kid. Up. But what if she has that deal where she just sweats? comes right from the gym? Yeah, put her next to Megan. <laughs> okay, okay. Megan will be so stunned to be within a thousand yards of the stage. She won't care about that sweaty little thing <laughs> down there by her hip. What are you doing down there? What are you doing down there, Cookie? You think anyone has ever said to her, "Come sit next to me, you sweaty little thing"? I love that kid, man. She is the funniest thing ever. But I didn't see, like, uh, that was, I didn't see, the only thing, you know who I saw? Yeah. Walking through downtown, I wonder who people saw. I saw Paul Rudy holding court Did at a dinner table. But I was like, he was, like, there were like 20 people there. Paul's just awesome. And then uh, getting in line, you ever watch NBC in the morning? No. You ever, oh, Todd Strange, like, thanks. Well, he's not on, is he? No. Okay, well, good. I'm looking out for Todd, but fuck. Do you know who that dude is, Stephen Luke from uh, NBC? Been on no there idea. for Seriously? No. Fucking guy's been on there for 20 years. Does a great job. Dude, honest to God, dude, outside of that show that comes on after Sunday Night Football, I don't think I ever watch NBC News ever. Really? Yeah, never. Um, dude, Stephen I can't Luke- name one person. If you were to say I'll give you a million dollars to name one person on that on NBC News San Diego, I couldn't name one. Marianne Cushy. Wouldn't have known. Honest to God. Todd. Marta Levine. And he's gone. Since when? Togerson's there. Yeah. Uh, But fucking Stephen Luke, who does mornings, does a great job. That fucking dude's like 6'4". Yeah. Like, he's cutting in. You're like, God damn, that's a tall kid. But um, he does a really good job on NBC. Yeah. But that was just somebody, like, walking in. Yeah. Cool. NBC in the morning. Like, like, what time is this? Uh, well, I, I haven't like, seen. I don't know anyone that watches the NBC morning show. Like KUSI or, or Fox 5. Okay, you know who he was on with? Maybe it was the weekends. He was on with Megan. Da, Megan, who came in at uh, 1090. Tava, Tava Ziri? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. Um, But, like, Stephen Luke did, I think, weekend mornings. Okay. I don't know him. I've never met him. But I was just like, you know, TV guys are always like, oh, five four. Hey, God, look at that little oh, fucking shithead. That's a guy, <laughs> right? And then, uh, so all of a sudden, you look and you go, you know, holy shit, that's a different. Yeah. It was funny. So Costa went with Mike Goff instead of his wife. Went, I don't know, but did you see Costa's wife or did you see Mike Goff? I saw Mike on the big screen a lot, and then Mike posted a picture, and he and Goff were, like, right by each other. So I don't okay. know if they went together 
or just ran into each other? Got I don't it. know. I could see Costa saying no. Yeah, you would have had a good time, Dave. Oh, I'm fun. sure I would have. I'm sure yeah. I would have. That's funny. Yeah, you're right, though. One thing I will say about Garth Brooks, it's hard to get his music. I don't know on the way he does his platform. I can't figure out some of these artists. But like Apple Music, you can't get it. If you try and look at a Garth Brooks song on Apple Music, you get everyone well, who impersonates Garth Brooks. Well, and I think the thing is, I, I, I mean, everybody likes it different. But I would have tried to play live stuff for them, try to give them the feeling, right? Because yeah. live's a different kind of energy. And for him, playing the studio versions, it's just not the same. The songs are kind of boring. Our friend uh, Rick Coco, you know, yeah. he, he went to his first country concert that day. He asked me, because are you here? It's the first time I've ever been, but I know you go to these. And he, he had a great time. Yeah. Again, on the floor. Everyone was by the damn stage. Fucking guy was, uh, yeah, we were saying Jack and Cade's mom, and I was saying we saw him in 2015 yeah. in the arena, and that was fun. But Dean being down there, he's in the round. Um, rain kicks in like three or four times. The rain kicked in. You go, yeah, shit, man. Like I saw the stones in the rain at Qualcomm, but it rained the whole night. Like it was a downpour. That was a pretty wild night. I'm sure anybody who was at that show remembers it. But this was just like. He kind of walked out of there. Now, it was funny watching people on social media. They're like, whoa, that was a little bit like a religious experience. I, was, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was, yeah, pretty exciting. Pretty good time. That's cool. I'm, I'm, glad, he, I'm glad he had a good time. That, that's, that's awesome. My mom's, uh, real quick, last time I said about Garth. My mom's friend was Garth Brooks's nanny for his kids. Really? And so he, she, he, she always said he took care of them. Like, you know, holidays like fifty thousand yeah. dollar bonus for christmas gifts. no way really yeah and it's like just you know we know he's w worth a lot of money and people go ah yeah. oh, he has a ton of money i always hated the fact when people always think people should tell other people what to do with their money yeah dude the fact is he did do it you yeah. know what i mean he did he did basically tip out and show appreciation you have a lot to do with my our kids you know his their mother and i are, are performers we aren't around a lot well i'll tell you this it's probably there was a part of it that caught me off guard because yeah. it's my son, Jack, to my left. It's me. It's their mom to my right. And then the ho-dad kid <laughs> on the far right. Where did, where, so he left like in the middle of the show, like disappeared no. to go grab a ho-dad. No, he, they, their mom had went and got food and brought it down. And so she missed like the first song, but she, she didn't care. She was fine. And she just went and got burgers for them. And so... Like, everybody else is standing up, and he's just sitting down, mowing a burger, having some onion rings. Put, like a, putting onion rings on his arm, like yeah. the bracelets. He, he was having, yeah. He didn't, I mean, not the tallest dude. So, I'm like, you all right? Oh, yeah, this is great. Just eating onion rings. You want one? I'm like, no. You want an onion ring? But I'm there with their mom. Yeah. Right? And a lot of songs. And so she's having fun. I'm having fun. So for the majority of the night, yeah. I have my arm around her. It's nice. And all of a sudden, Dave, I tell you what, we're sitting there, and I, I haven't talked to her about it, but he plays that song, The Dance. Yeah. And the whole song, The Dance, is about, like, you know, looking back, would you have done everything with the pain, the whole deal? And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this is pretty wild because you go... Like, I don't know, when I go to the Stones, I saw the Stones and they played Gimme Shelter and that song means a lot to me. But I don't feel like they're singing it right to me. But like she and I had laughed, we had so much fun. 
my sons are pretty mellow dudes, so she's like, dance with me. And they're like, no. No time for that. It's all laughing. And then I'm sitting there, and because everything's getting ready to be finalized, yeah. and you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, this is us. Like, right here. And that was that was pretty wild. That was a moment I'll remember at a show for a long time. Uh, because wow. you go, he pretty much says, like, you know, you go through everything. You go through the pain to get where you're at. Like, and, and you wouldn't have skipped it. So, yeah, when you're together for 16 years and you're there and all of a sudden, like, I know the song. I love the song. Yeah. But all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck. The song had a whole lot different meaning that well, night. I imagine. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I imagine. I want to ask you a couple of baseball things. Sure. Okay. I know a lot of people want to know, uh, what do you think? We're both baseball guys. Here are some of the things moving forward is stuff we might see. Okay. okay. In 2023. You give me thumbs up, thumbs no. Universal DH. Absolutely. Me too. I'm with it. No more infield shifts. Yeah. You know what? Um, I heard a guy, it was very funny. I think he called uh, Stephen Ben okay. this morning. And I, I love when people do this, right? Because you're going to, hey, I coach travel ball. All right. Yeah. Well, good for you. What does this have to do with anything? And this guy coached travel softball, which is fine. Okay. Same thing. And I'm like, I'm just ready to dismiss the guy. But he said something that was great. He goes, you know, we run into different situations all the time. And our players learn to adjust. And they learn to hit. And he goes, learn to hit. And I thought Ben made a really interesting counter to that. And Ben said, all right, you really interested in seeing Shohei Atani choke up six inches to try to slap one through the left side? And I was just, I like Ben's point because I get it. But I'm like, he does it three, four times and, and they're not going to shift on him anymore. That's so, all. So fuck it. If I'm the Angels yeah, that's and all you he gets do. on base and it puts a runner back and, and guys are moving and we we're all we all know the shift is there because that huge gap. Yeah, fuck it. Now, I like Ben's point. Wait, you said, yeah, what? What side are you on? Are you side banning the shift or for the shift? No, I, I to me, I, it's been my argument since the shift came in and everybody freaked out. Learn to hit. Learn to hit. Me too. Right? You said it. We've said it here a thousand I always, times. I always think of it Drop as... Drop a bunt. I always think of Bill Belichick. Thinking again, if Bill Belichick was coaching baseball, right. he would say, we're going to do it. They aren't. We're going to keep hitting the ball to the left side when right. you're shifting to the right side. Remember when the Wildcats started and nobody had any answers for Ronnie Brown and the Miami yeah. Dolphins, and then they learned how to defend it, the fucking and nobody runs the wild. Yeah, it's gone. Gone. And, and it's so weird that we say between the white lines. When you're teaching yeah. your kids baseball, yeah. between the white lines, we won 100%. Well, you, but, now you're saying how you got to play between the white lines by rule. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine you telling a football coach your defense has to all be you can't here. Run the you nickel. Can't go there. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no more nickel. Yeah. It's, you can, it's you can run a free safety, strong safety, and two corners. You can't bring that extra guy I mean, out. Guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. and you can't tell me that they can't figure out where right. to fucking hit the ball? If if this was football, Rocky Long yeah. couldn't run the 3-3-5. Three, three, yeah. You'd have to run a 4-3. Yeah. Dude, in high school, we, and again, we'll say it's baseball. In high school, we shift now. We yeah. shift. Other teams shift. All this stuff. We played Poway the other day. You know what happened? They started off le- at a left-handed batter. Yeah. Short. The third baseman was way over the whole deal. Our third baseman goes on the other side of second base yeah. the way they do in the pros. And you know what I did on the first pitch? 
I fucking attempted a bunt. Right there. And you know what happened the rest of the game? They, they stopped did, shifting. They never shifted again, and guess what? We ended up winning the game. I, and the point is, again, if, if you can either hit to that side or right. if you can bunt against it, you know what happens? They got to play you straight up anyway. But to sit there and have a rule because you can't teach your team how to fucking play the game between the white lines, that's ridiculous. When the shift comes in for me, and I'm watching, and especially if I happen to be out at Petco Park, if they're shifting, let's say there's, let's say the pods are in the shift because Tingler yeah. used it a lot. And let's just say uh, Max Muncy comes up, okay? And they've got everything pushed over, whoever, Turner, any of these guys. And everybody's pushed over between second, Manny's out in short, right? I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, let's watch what happens. And if Muncy grounds out four to three, Immediate thing, I think, more than any other play. Much different than if you're in your standard defense and he grounds out 4-3, you're like, all right. But if you're in the shift and he grounds out 4-3, I'm like, you dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah. You had the whole left side. Yeah, the whole left side. Fuck you, Muncie, you asshole. Yeah. You couldn't do shit. We gave you half the field yeah. and you couldn't do it. And if he takes advantage of the shift and gets a hit, it's the only time when I look and go, fuck, man, good on you. Yeah. Because 90% of these assholes Swing can't right do into it. Because Bellinger swings into it all the time. Yeah. yeah. But if Muncy gets a hit in the shift, I'm like, okay, I don't start yelling at Tingler, or, or in this case, Bob Melvin. But I'll tell you this, if it's our guys and they're shifting on Machado or Cronenworth and they fuck up, I do the same thing. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. The whole left side's open. No, I, I watch football all the time. We watched Rocky Long, and he ran the three three five defense. Yeah. There were plenty of times Rock got fucked on that deal, right? Yeah. Because you're gambling. But there are plenty of times that defense made a big play, and it was exciting. I don't mind it at all. Fucking leave the shift alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And it's going to benefit guys, as you said, guys like Muncie and guys like Bellinger. I don't know if the Padres have a ton of left-handed guys that you go, fuck, you really got a shift on Hosmer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is going to be though. Tani's are going to benefit. Those big, uh-huh. strong left-handed bats are going to are going to benefit more from it. It's All right. just so stupid. So the larger bases, okay, which which I understand. Some people say safety concern. It comes in a safety concern, but they they ran this in the minors in last year, mm-hmm. and the larger bases actually equal more safe. You know what I'm saying? When you're yeah. stealing a base, you're a little bit closer. When you're running a first, you're a little bit closer. So whatever, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, agree. Uh, Steve said the same thing. At this point. Steve made a really good point this morning. He's like, at this point, you could get about 90% yeah. of these fucking things biased because nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Go ahead. And you know, he's right. And you know what's funny about that is whoever makes the bases, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to have a pretty profitable year. Yeah. You think how many fucking bases you have to replace. Yeah, they got to change everything. And that probably goes for high school too. Yeah. And college. You're probably all going to end up with big fucking bases. All right, here we go. Um, pitch clock, I think it's a fucking joke. I think it's just ridiculous anyway. Yeah. Um, nobody I, I, gives a fuck. Yeah. Uh, the, nobody sits there and, and, I mean, we all watch that clock when you're at Petco Park and nobody yeah. pays attention when it yeah. hits zero. It's not like the, the play clock in the NFL where yeah. people are losing their fucking mind. Right. Um, the expanded playoffs, I think we're all for. Sure. I don't know anyone who's not for the expanded playoffs. Why wouldn't you want your team in the postseason? And then the, the one thing I don't like, but I understand, it's part of the game. I don't like the sponsorships on... The uniforms and you see it in the NBA and you see it yeah. in soccer and you see it all over the place. But for me, I, I, that's one thing I kind of like not having, you know, Avis rent a car in a uniform, but whatever, yeah. it's not going to affect me watching a game. I'm not going to be fucking serious. Yeah. I mean, I think you'll, 
the way you do it, if you blend it, right? I mean, we got used to everything on the outfield yeah. wall. And honestly, if if Pete Seidler is going to have the left side of his infield making $30 million a yeah, guy. No shit, he does. He needs and it. he's like, hey, man, I got to put fucking Dunkin' Donuts here. Yes. Hey, Pete, you put whatever the fuck you want on it. <laughs> whatever, whatever pays the bills, tough yeah. guy. You put it out. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, or or you and yeah. I are going to pay that bill, right? Yeah. We're paying it anyway. We're yeah. going to paying it. You know, it's funny about the advertising. I don't like the old hockey highlights when there's no advertising. It's weird, right? Yeah, it look to me, it looks actually, lazy. It does. It feels What's like your sales you, staff doing all day. You already sold the yeah, tickets, right? It feels like you're closer into this sport with the way the writing is on the wall. But when it's just a straight white wall, yeah, it feels like the ice is so much bigger. Now I'm surprised the pods haven't done this because they're kind of ahead of the curve on a lot of things i'm surprised they haven't utilized the digital wall yeah where they could have change it up all the time yeah a variety of things right yeah where if they came and they're like hey dave and jeff you can buy the left field and you'll be out there for the bottom of the seventh uh every home game bottom of the seventh they'll say dave and jeff podcast right i i don't know anything about baseball sales i'm not gonna act like i do they're probably like, fuck no, we couldn't make any money for that. Changing that, I don't know. But I'm I'm shocked they haven't done things like yeah. that. But anyways, getting back to what you said, no, none, none of that bugs me. No. Anyway, fine. We all just want to see them back on the field. I am a fan of the DH and fan of the expanded playoffs. That's that's As a fan, yeah. sports fan, that's what I want to see most. I want to see yeah. those two things. But it is weird to me that baseball's treating both of those, the bases and all this yeah. other shit, like it's such major concessions. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. How about Artie Moreno being one of the guys? I could see it. Artie, Artie, right? Artie's become a disappointment. Really Artie was a guy we loved 15 years ago, yeah. and now we couldn't be more disappointed in Artie. They uh, he bought, put a bunch of his cronies in Yeah, from University of Arizona. Yep. And, I mean, there's things they get right, like figuring out a way to get Shohei and drafting Mike Trout. Rendon, they signed. I mean, yeah, a lot Rendon. Of money. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then they do a lot of things wrong. So the story, the, the story in Major League Baseball is this, and um, April is supposed to be the month owners don't make money, right? Yeah. So so this isn't a huge deal for the owners of losing money. It's a big it deal. It is here, though, because yeah. Pete's yeah. making money in yeah. April, uh, and all the all the restaurants, Dave, downtown, absolutely. all those businesses that yeah. that are impacted in that, in that, yeah. in well, the village, because yeah. But they have one team here in town, where you have other teams who, whether it's hockey or it's basketball, the kids are in school or whatever else yeah. it is. April's a tough month for baseball to make money mm-hmm. normally. The weather is usually shitty back east, the whole deal. Yeah. So the owners obviously have the upper hand, right, in the negotiations in April. Yeah. Where the players obviously have the strongest point of their their hand, and which they probably should have done. We would have all freaked out if your team is in the playoffs. Is right before the playoffs begin saying, hey, the, our collective bargaining agreement is going to run out. Mm-hmm. We will not be playing in the playoffs, and we will yeah. not be playing in the World Series until we can come to an agreement because the players would have the biggest upper hand knowing the ownership makes the most amount of money during the postseason. Yeah. Tony Clark and the guys played it wrong, yeah. right? They missed their opportunity. They played it wrong. So here here we are, and we're all saying, God, are they going to hurry up and get back? So many people are afraid going, hey, are we going to have a season? You know, Hell, I have a ton of tickets set up for this year all over the country. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how the fuck does that affect how me? Many, how many games have you actually bought tickets for? I haven't bought tickets for anything, but I've paid for airline tickets to oh, everything. Fuck. Like, I've paid for airline tickets to Baltimore. I've paid for airline tickets to Chicago, to New York. Like, you know what I'm saying? So if you and I've can, already reserved my hotels and all that stuff. 
So what Josh said was that if you can't get into the Mets or Yankees game, your fallback for New York, at least you have one, is you're going to see a Vita. But you don't have anything. <laughs> we'll just take it a couple shows. But you don't have anything for Baltimore or Chicago. Yeah, I'm kind of fucked Maybe up. you can go on Vince Vaughn's uh, riverboat tour yeah, through Chicago. Fantastic. Fuck yeah. that. Can you imagine that shit? Yeah, you're fucked. Buddy. You wonder, there's no way they're going to redo the schedule. These guys always make it sound like, you know, how long it is to put a schedule together. You know they could redo them all to the most important games, but it would. It would fuck me. Yeah. But if you just jumped in in the season and going, I haven't even looked. Do you know what games the Padres miss? Like, no. have you sat there and gone, oh, man, this really fucks us. It means we aren't facing the Giants this amount of times. No, because how many games are, uh, David, it's been so busy for us, I haven't First looked. two series are gone. That's all now. they've canceled as of now. As of now, right? Okay. Not uh, I thought it was the first two weeks, but it's the first two series. Well, fuck that. Well, I guess th- this week's supposed to change. It's supposed to be different. Uh, let's see here. Padres schedule. So, I mean, how many fucking spring training games have been fucked? Oh, you know what? They've already taken it off. So right now. Oh, yeah. It's off. The earliest thing they're showing is April 15th. The Braves are in town from Friday through Sunday. Then the Reds come to town. Then the Dodgers come to town. Holy shit. So if anything gets impacted again, as it stands right now, if they were to get this thing done and the pods were ready to start on April 15th, the Braves would be in town for three, the Reds would be in town for three, then the Dodgers would be in town yeah. for three. So well, It's kind of funny you said April 15th. Isn't that the date that you and I picked them to come yeah. back? Now, let's see this. 22 schedule, uh, March and April. So, oh, pods actually are okay. The first two series were on the road. So they would have started on the road at Arizona and started on the road at San Francisco. Okay. So first uh, six games. So as of yet, uh, 14th is would have been their first home game. Thursday the 14th, I, I hadn't bought tickets for opening day, so I hadn't looked. Um, but Thursday 14th would have been opening day. So for April... That would be their home games. Three against Atlanta, three against Cincy, an off day, and then three against the Dodgers. And then in May, fucking in May, they've got uh, four with Miami, three with Chicago. But, yeah, the that first two series doesn't yeah. impact them as of yet. As of yet. It's, it is nice if you think you have Nine that game per hand against. Those, yeah. but probably think, on shaky ground. But if you think you have that per hand against teams inside your division, you would like to gain those games on the Diamondbacks and Giants. Yeah. Let's say, hypothetically, that they get pushed back to, let's say, June 1st. Okay? Christ. Yeah. You would lose home games. Think about this. Three with Atlanta, three with Cincy, three with the Dodgers, right? Then three with Miami, three with the Cubs, three with Milwaukee, and three with Pittsburgh. Yeah. So you would definitely get hit with Chicago. You get hit with the Dodgers. You get hit with the Braves. The Braves are world champions. Braves would be, yeah, for sure. In June, you've got the Mets. You got Colorado. You got Arizona. Philadelphia always travels well. Um, but you don't see LA back here. This is weird. You, you the Dodgers are here, Dave. Those games in April, and then the Dodgers don't come back here. Did you realize this? No, I haven't looked. Three in September, the 9th, 10th, and 11th, and then you close, or no, uh, three more with the Dodgers, 27th, 28th, 29th. So you've got six of them in September, but these first three, 
in April, if those get fucked up, Dodgers won't be here until September. We wow. see for six. Yeah, by then the Dodgers are going to acquire someone good in the trade deadline. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. First of all, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Dan's daughter. Very exciting. Very nice. Yes, very nice. Dan and his family doing great things. Dan's a good guy. We always tell you all the time if you're concerned about your finances. Right now, so many people are just by the price of gas wow. and how it's affected your budget. You want to talk to Dan. Again, tax season's coming up as well. Dan Williams is your guy. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Let's get out of debt. Let's call Dan Williams. Uh, email, Dave. We rarely read them on the show, but we'll do it tonight. Comes to us from Calvin in Atlanta. What is that number for Dan Williams again? Can he help me? I've all of a sudden run into money problems. Like Calvin R. Calvin, well, yeah, yours are a little bit more dramatic than what the most, uh, the average person has, but sure. Calvin, call him. 858-688-6813. If you have to call collect. Oh, Jesus. I can't speak to that. Maybe Dan takes it. I don't know. But yeah, it's so important, Dave. We talked about it. I mean, the, a report came out today. San Diego has now eclipsed San Francisco as the least affordable city. Yeah. And remember how bad San Francisco was for years? Yeah. We've blown right by them. It's San Diego, and every, every dollar counts. You need to have your money uh, squared away and your finances squared away, and Dan can help you do that. Make sure you check out the Calm video series. You can find the link on our website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. All right, want to talk to about Brian Williams. Brian Williams. Brian Curry. Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to. It's funny. I was just literally texting Brian Curry right now as you and I were talking. Yeah. Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to real estate. It's kind of amazing right now when you look at the value of homes here in San Diego. People have said this is the craziest market in the entire country. Right now when you're yep. seeing the value of homes, and now just in a few years they have tripled the value. So what does that mean for you? What does that mean if you're going to sell right now, if you're looking to get the most for your home? Well, we know it's Brian Curry. If you're looking to say, I'm concerned about the inventory in town, you got to talk to Brian Curry about that and tell you when he thinks things are going to open up. Some people have said, look, don't expect this thing to ever drop. This is where San Diego is right now. This is where San Diego is going to stay for a while. I don't have the answers. Your friends don't have the answers, but Brian Curry has the answers of what's going to happen. 619-251-1588. 6-1-9-2-5-1-1-5-8-8. So this is what a friend posted on social media. This is what's going on in the housing market right here in San Diego. A neighbor in our townhouse community listed for 699000 on the 27th of January, sold a month later for eight twenty seven. They were asking 700000 They sold out two twenty four for eight twenty seven. A couple A couple doors down. A neighbor listed for seven hundred seventy-seven thousand and sold for eight hundred and thirty thousand. That's a fifty thousand over. And another market, another neighbor with the same floor plan, listed on two four twenty-two for five hundred eighty-five thousand and sold twenty days later for six hundred and fifty-seven thousand. They purchased the home less than seven years ago for three hundred and twenty-one. So how about that? You buy it for three twenty one, and seven years later, you double your money on it. The market's insane, yeah. And you need the right person on your side, whether you are buying or whether you are selling. When do you know, right? For the people that sold for eight twenty seven, do you get yeah. out at eight twenty seven, or do you wait to see if it goes to eight fifty? You were only asking six ninety nine, and what do you do if those if you're those people that said, 
man, I could have gone to six ninety nine, yeah. but I can't go to eight twenty seven. And and respectfully, are the people that paid eight twenty seven going to get their money back? Yeah. Are they going to get the equity out of those properties? Man, so many questions. You need the right people. Give Brian a call. It is it is crazy and it is tempting. I tell you, I looked it up. The house I bought in two thousand one mm-hmm. has gone up five times the amount oh, I paid I for imagine. it. Then the house I bought here, the one we're in yeah. right now. 2014 has gone up three times the amount. It's crazy. I would never have guessed that would happen, ever. Uh, that condo I And then my I wife's to... like, we're moving to San Antonio. I That's know it. we aren't. We okay. are not. Move to Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> Sell hand warmers. Um, a friend of mine, Dave, that condo that I lived yeah. in in La Costa had two garages. Each garage had a storage unit behind it. Two bedroom, two bath. I think it was like, thousand square feet she paid ninety eight thousand for it in la costa had a gym had a pool had a clubhouse the whole thing and i talked to her the other day i'm like hey you ever think she goes fuck don't even finish don't even go that way yeah she goes i don't even know yeah why would you say that to her yeah because it's fun (laughs) hey taylor may pools alan taylor's your guy for that pool look the weather is getting warmer i swear this time it's for real Taylor May Pools, the perfect pool for you is right there in your backyard. If you call Alan Taylor, let him design a pool that will bring you plenty of uh, memories and really great times with not only family, but of course the friends, the people that you actually chose in your life to hang out with. Alan Taylor's your guy. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Ask about available financing. Yeah, we've had a little bit of everything the last couple of days, whether it was the rain, the sun, the wind. And Alan and his team have the perfect pool for you. They can build it. And if it gets a little chilly in the pool, just jump that wall, go right into the hot tub. You're loving life, right? Or head yes. into the grotto. Exactly. So many fun things that we think about, but Alan's team takes it one step further and they can do it for you. And as we talk about these property values, especially if you're looking to sell, what's going to differentiate you from the house down the street, it's going to be that gorgeous tailor-made pool. You can see what they've done for your neighbors by going to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look at that sponsor page. See what they did for them. Figure out what they can do for you. All right. Don't forget about Kyle Fluger and your website. Right now, is your website working the way it's supposed to work? Do you need someone to build you a brand new website? 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Yeah, so many different things, Dave. E-commerce continues to be such a driving force in the economy and right now dave mentioned it a few minutes ago my gosh drive down here through east lake and i filled up the other day just a few days ago at 489 i felt like i'd won a 50 dollars scratch off ticket but when i did it I was just down the street at an unnamed station it's 569 a gallon and people are going to be looking at that and we're going to be fighting a similar battle to what we fought two years ago which is people are not going to want to leave the house because it's just too damn expensive to do it but they're still going to need uh supplies and other things they want and if part of your business is through e-commerce man we might be able to manage uh the pandemic a little bit but we're not managing these gas prices you better make sure that you have a website set up that uh, customers can use quickly and efficiently, if not give Kyle a call. All right. Don't forget about what's going on right now. For us, this is what we do every single time on the show as I try and scroll up and find where we're at. Here we go. We're going, how old are they? How much are they worth? And it's March 7th. I actually got the date right on here. Good Even though we you. missed yesterday's show and people give me shit all the time. This is what I get, by the way. I don't know if you get this. Hey, what the fuck 
I plan out my drive to this on Monday morning, and then we didn't do it. Jeff had to watch fake wrestling and fucked up the whole show for all of you guys. And next Sunday, I'll be in Toronto. So At least you gave a heads up. I'll be at the Heritage Classic. (laughs) Outside, you can watch that game on TNT. Should be a lot of fun. At uh, Tim Hortons Stadium in beautiful downtown Hamilton, Ontario. So I leave, assuming I don't get uh, COVID between now and Friday. Uh, I'll leave Friday, and then I'll be back uh, late Wednesday night. So we'll only have one show next week. Uh, we'll be back here Wednesday and then back here uh, next Thursday. Perfect. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going March 7th. We have three of them right here. We're okay. going Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. I feel like... Say 67. 66. Uh, I'm going to say 30 million. God, that's better than me. I would have gone much higher. $40 million. Yeah, he's he's great, right? Yeah. Okay, was, here you outstanding. go. Brian Cranston. We play the game all the time. How far could you drive with Cranston? Dude, forever. Right. <laughs> right. Forever. You could drive to anywhere in yeah. Maine with that fucking guy, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. I agree. Hun- a slam dunk. Him... And Victoria Principal are probably the two right now that I look at where I'm like, yeah. All right, Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher's pretty goddamn funny. How far could you drive with her while I think about this? I think for a long time. I do too. I think she's great. I'm going to say Jenna Fisher is 46. 48. Okay. Uh, $25 million. $16 million. All right, good for her. Okay. All right, last one. Comedian, I, I think she's hilarious. Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes, dude. I could drive with fucking Wanda <laughs> Sykes pretty goddamn far. Dude, she... She, she is, is funny and she is fast. Like, she, some people you get right. intimidated with because their brain moves so fast. Oh, fuck, she's one dude. of them. Dude, I love Wanda Sykes. I'm a, Yeah, I could drive with her. Yeah. That's three that you go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Different conversations. Like, Wanda Sykes, and you'd be like, oh, She's yeah. going to roast me if I say the wrong thing. Dude, you're dead the whole ride. But so what? It's going to be great. Um, I'm going to say she's 60. 58. Okay. I'm going to say 18 million. $10 million, it says. Yeah. $10 million. All right. That's pretty good. Well, she, had, she wasn't on uh, on Curb this year. Uh, she was wasn't. I, damn it. All right. Five random questions. Okay. Who is the most interesting person you know? Uh, oh, I like that a lot. Um, I think it's my friend Joe Carlo, who I'm very much looking forward to seeing next week in Good. Toronto, even though she's fucking pain in the ass. But <laughs> like you, you aren't. No, I'm not, Dave. She doesn't describe it that way. Like if someone yeah. asked her, "Is he a pain in the ass?" No. Yeah. Uh, but here's the funny thing. I knew on the day I met her. Yeah. She. I met her at a at a show in Toronto. It was the last day of the event. I was hungover. Uh, I met her, and I, I tell her all the time. Like, I had a bunch of things. I thought she was a college intern. I had all this other shit. Um, I had a thousand things wrong, but I knew on the day that I met her that she was different, and I tell her all the time. I'm like, I fucking knew. I met a thousand people that weekend, and there was just something about her where you go, fuck, that's pretty cool. And, yeah, she's one of my best friends and has been uh, since that time. But 
doctor, trainer, photographer, like all kinds of cool things, and a complete punk. <laughs> complete punk. Who all right. For you. Oh, for me, it's Lisa Ann. And Lisa Ann's like, I don't know anyone that's had a life like that. That not only does she know 8 million famous people, but at the same time, her life has been crazy, both good and bad. I mean, I really want you to read the second book. Yeah. But uh, it, 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 it's good and bad. Like, you, yeah. you, you'll read it as her friend. I don't know if I've ever read a book like this and saying, to know something, like, you know, Matt Coyle. Yeah. But when you sit there and you read Lisa's book, she's telling you her story. And when things are bad, you being her friend, you get really upset. Yeah. And when things are sad, you get really sad for it. It's, it's different. You're, it feels like you're reading her diary, which is kind of the way she wrote it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it, there's a lot of it that, that just sucks, man. It's just hard. It's just a hard life. It's a, uh, it's funny because you forget, right? Because yeah. we haven't had her back for a while. We'll get her back on the show. Probably when I get back. Yeah. It's, it's, again, it's a quick read. Might be yeah. one of the quickest reads you've ever had. Yeah, but, but it's, it's funny, right? Because I feel like you'd probably say the same thing. We know her a certain way, yeah. and she's incredibly sweet and incredibly generous and fun, and you just don't picture, like, some of the bad shit. You know all about her yeah. career, right? She And that's, like, one of the things. It's funny, man. I've kind of tapered back, and I'll tell her this when she's on. I've tapered back from telling people about our friendship, and it's not anything where you're embarrassed yeah. or, or anything. But it's just people who sometimes choose to only focus on one element. So, no, I, I get where you're coming from a lot. Yeah, she's pretty fucking cool, man. Pretty fucking cool and has definitely lived a wild life. Yeah. But I don't mean like... Um, Not only that, lucky to... I mean, here's the deal. You just talked about Erica a little bit ago and yeah. how devastated you are. Yeah. When she starts going through her friends and how many have committed suicide, the rate is enormous. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just insane. And you think about the depression that kicks in when the people that you're really close to just start dying Yeah, and they're in their twenties and thirties and you're going, holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, Erica, the, I'll be, so we'll come back. We'll do that show on Thursday, Friday night. Um, the guys I work with, we're doing a team night out at the goals. We're looking forward to that just for our, our team, which would be kind of fun. And then Saturday, Jack and Kate aren't in town. Uh, so I'll go to Forest Lawn and I'll sit there and, and I'll go and I do it every year, man. I go I go downtown to the bridge where she left. And I and I just, you know, you I was talking about um Joe and when that happened a couple of years ago and I was sitting there and I was trying to figure out what had happened and I was there 24 hours after Erica had jumped. Uh, and took her own life. And as I'm sitting there, you know, my phone's buzzing. You're checking in. Stevie Woods, Mike, a lot of people that mean a lot to me were doing that. And Joe was checking in the whole way and just was like, hey, I got your back the whole thing. And I'm like, where are you? And she was the trainer for the Oshawa Generals. And they're in the middle of a game. And she's behind the bench, right? Guys are getting yeah. cut and changing sticks the whole thing. But the whole time she's checking in on her. So, yeah. Uh, people like that are, are special, but Lisa's definitely, no, I, I understand why you say that. She's insanely special. All right. Name an entertainer who is overrated. Oh, fuck. I like this. Name an entertainer who's overrated. Uh, Amy Schumer. Yeah. Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Um, think about this. I hated Jackie Mason as a kid. 
Jackie Mason shit. Who else? For me, it's Queen Latifah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where? I mean, I have no issues with Queen Latifah. But, uh, really? So do you look at Queen Latifah and go, man, she is fucking great. Like, no, every I time she comes, I forget I'm watching Queen Latifah. Every oh. time she comes on, you're like, it's fucking Queen Latifah. You know who it might be for me, dude? I got to tell you. Like, I like his, like, his background story is pretty fascinating to me. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if there's Eminem songs I can listen to. Oh, I love Eminem. That's do fine. you? Yeah, I do. I, like, I was saying to my kids that uh, that fucking My Name Is song. Oh, yeah, that's, a, well, that's a tough Christ. one. Yeah. Um, but I was saying, like, he seems fine. Yeah. I don't, I He's gone through a lot of shit, too. That's the He's thing, had a right? tough life. Where I've been for a while there, every song had his daughter's name in it. And you're like, all right, enough. Fuck, yeah. And th- so I was saying, um, yeah, he yelled at my son the other day. Because... I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him overrated, but I would, he's not my yeah. thing, right? Got it. And uh, I said to my sons the other day, I'm like, fuck, I, that song came on. Like, I fucking cannot stand yeah. that song. But I go, but the guy's pretty fascinating. Like, yeah. different shit. Like, I love what he goes. Yeah. They said he went and sat with the NBC guys for like a half hour to talk to everybody in the booth after the Super Bowl. Like, Al Michaels and Collinsworth, they just hung out and talked sports. You're like, that's pretty cool. Oh, there you go. And uh, so I said to my sons, I'm like, I like the guy, but not necessarily a huge fan of the music. Well, you can't please everybody. What the fuck you mean by that? Shut up. I have no problem at all telling my kids, shut up. I watched this thing the other day. Well, sometimes you have to tell your kids, hey, you know, that's not how I go. Fuck you. I'm not doing that shit in this fucking car. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Do I, why? What's that going to do? Hey, come on, buddy. That Hey, that might not be all oh, fuck off. <laughs> Shut up. You tell them real quick, real quick how shit works, and they figure it out. Yeah. Fuck is going on? <laughs> and the problem that his brother's dying. I didn't I fucking say anything. I said, I don't like the song, but I said, I literally said, but the guy's pretty fascinating, like fascinating yeah. story. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, 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 what? Did you fucking just say? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. It's like the worst thing you can say to somebody. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, especially. You, dude, hold on. Here, the one line you used to drop all the time, and I used to go, dude, in my head, I'd just sit there and go, fuck. You drop it on me. You drop it on Herm. You drop it on Ernie. Especially Ernie. Ernie? No. This I'll see you Ernie Lund. tomorrow. Yeah, I got it. Ernie's a good guy. That's why he took your shit. But this is where, this this is the worst thing that happens. Someone can come up with an idea for like a, a show segment. Every producer oh, no. deals with I this. I know exactly what you're going to say. Paul yeah. probably gets this. Yeah. Fucking Ben probably gets it from Woods. You come with an idea, you're thinking, all right, I got something. This is what we're going to do at 8.15. Yep. And I think it's going to be great. And then Jeff's <laughs> response is this. Yeah, you want to hear it? No, no. This, this is Jeff's response. All nobody cares. And this, the thing of nobody cares is the biggest fucking punch in the heart. If that was the best I had, like, where's yours? You know, and you yeah. would dro- you drop that on Ernie, and he wouldn't be devastated. He'd just kind of look and shrug his shoulders. For some reason, when you said it, it didn't bother him. When Hartman would say it to him, he'd get really fucking pissed. Because Ernie knows I love him. <laughs> but I used to tell <laughs> the thing. Cares comes, up, comes from a point of uh, terms of endearment, yeah. Ernie. The one that I used to say that I used to know that people get really, that one didn't. I Because I, nobody does care. Well, that's not true. If somebody presents it to you, they care. 
Well, fantastic. I'm sure they'll... <laughs> I used to say this to people, and they didn't like this at all. Okay. I'd say, you know what, Pete? I'm sure that story is fascinating to somebody. Sadly, that's not me. See, I, I think that's not as bad as nobody cares. Really? Yes. All right. Yeah. If you said I don't it, say nobody cares anymore. I'm glad you don't. No. Yeah. If you said that to like one of your kids, you'd feel bad, I think. I think yeah. it would crush your kids. Well, I'm more worried about the guys on my team's feelings than I am about my kids. Because <laughs> they can go to HR? Your kids can't go to no, HR? I, my, well, yeah, they can go to their mom. She's HR. Um, no, like Jason and Jimmy and, yeah. and Nick Kennedy. I fucking love those guys. I've always, but th- yeah, those guys know I'm full of shit. They oh my God. They don't listen to anything. All right, here we go. Two okay. more. Are you a fan of pranks? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. I hate pranks. No. I'm, I'm just not. All right, last one, and then uh, we're done. All right. Okay. Have you ever had a bad roommate? <laughs> yes. Yeah. A uh, woman named Liza. She. I remember she fell down the steps one time. My house in Cardiff, we had like a dozen steps. Yeah. And she had a few drinks and fell down the steps and was not wearing any underwear. So we got a lot of questions answered right then. But she was the one. She had a fucking Dalmatian that would piss all over the house. Not a fan of Dalmatians. Oh, I had two of them as a kid. They were great. And, uh... But I, um, when I came home, I'd been in London for a year. I got a job working for Mickey Duff. And uh, the guys in the office when I came home had given me a bundle of, like, fight posters for every show I had worked. There had to be, like, 65. And she got fucked up one night and spilled wine all over them. Ruined them. But then I had another guy, a uh, guy named Jim, who was a roommate. And he had IBS. Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. Like, this guy would just blow up the bathroom. Like, he didn't have it, but he couldn't control it. Well, I got it, but you just asked, you have a bad roommate. When you're fucking not even home, you're fucking five miles away, and you're like, God damn. What happened? Oh, sorry, everybody. Sorry. Well, that doesn't really work there, kid, okay? And that fucking floral glade plug-in yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. It smells like a goddamn... <laughs> to my grandmother's house, always smelled like roses. Like, roses don't smell like this. No. No. Unless they're mixed with IBS. And then I had another guy. I think my brother found all these guys, because my brother and I were living together. You know, it's funny, man. Back in the day, you'd, you'd hear someone in the bathroom, and you're like, you had no idea to even think what the fuck they're doing in there. But then you hear that can just spraying loud oh, as yeah. fuck. Yeah, that was a bad sign. Yeah. That was a bad sign. And then uh, we had another guy. Do you like the, the light of match guy? You like that guy? <laughs> I like the guy who does it at the library guy. I like that guy. Fucking get out of here. Drive to Thrifty. <laughs> uh, but then we had another guy, and dude, it was like our house. Yeah. And this guy just rented a room, but in the back room we had a TV yeah. and like a like not really a recliner, just kind of a big oversized chair. And the guy would sit in this fucking chair every day. Like, like he was the Lincoln monument, like yeah. with the arms yeah. straight. Uh, and he would just sit there for like six hours straight, just watching KSWB. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was. Leave it to Beaver. My three sons. I don't know. And he drink vodka just straight. Really? But you were like a prisoner in your own house. Yeah. You couldn't, uh, 
You couldn't do anything. So, no, I've had plenty. What about you? You know what? I've had a, a few that were questionable. I'm still friends with, I think, every roommate I've had. I haven't had a ton of them. I had, mm. I've had four, four roommates. One I don't really? talk to. One was a little whack job. But um, I had one that's still one of my closest friends. And, man, we shared. This is in college, man. Shared a room. All right? Mm-hmm. So I have a bed on one side of the room. He's a bed on the other side of the room. We've known each other since we were born, basically. Our parents were friends before either one of us were born. We're at San Diego State. Yeah. And uh, he's talking to me. Like, we always talk at, at night. Whatever. For probably Steve Garvey. Who knows? Yeah. And for some reason, he asked me a question. It'd be like me asking you five questions. Yeah. And then I throw in my opinion. And he, he, in the dark, all I hear is, will you shut the fuck up? And, I, dude, I got so pissed Why off. Why so mad? I don't know. I'm like, dude, I wasn't the one that continued the conversation. And yet he drops the, will you shut the fuck up? Yeah. And I got up. And I walked across the room in the dark, and I punched that fucker Good. in the chest as hard as I could. Good. And so I called him on his uh, on his birthday this year, and he uh, he said, "I go, how you feeling?" And we're talking about everything. You know, he was asking no. friends, "How's everything going?" And he says to me, "You know, man," <laughs> he goes, "When you punched me in the heart that day, he goes, my life has never been the same. He goes, I have never felt good since. He goes, you punching me in the heart was a bad move." I'm and, glad you're laughing. About and it. I'm just like, what? I'm like, it took you this many years been over 30 years yeah and he's telling me that he said he goes i have just never felt the same ever since that so his quality of life is impacted and a minute yeah. ago you shared that and then you started laughing oh 100 percent. i'm like well dude maybe you shouldn't have told me to shut the fuck up like hey this tell is him you were sorry i think i was like are you fucking serious you, you puss i think i called him a puss i don't know what i okay. I, I don't think i said i was sorry guy's got heart failure yeah because he fucking wasn't ready for it it goddamn killed houdini you would have laughed at that, too, wouldn't you? Sick fuck. Dude, the thing is, he wasn't a big dude. He was probably 130 pounds at most. Oh, that's great. You're a real fucking tough guy. Yeah. Like those guys. Hey, James Royal. James Royal sending me videos last night. And guys, did you see that shit no. in Mexico? The soccer Oh, brawl? I did see that. I did see that. Guys, they're fucking dongs hanging out. Guys are just <laughs> kicking them in the head. I don't need to see that. I didn't see the videos from him. Well, James Royal sent me like 19 of them. Hey, did you see this guy? Why are there dongs hanging out? I don't know what they do down at those soccer games. That's fucking Jack Cronin and Darren. I did see a guy with a bloody face in his underwear. You know, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is that guy? It's that all, was nasty, I, I was man. Like, what? Yeah, his whole face was covered in blood. That was nasty. We've seen some brawls. Yeah. I mean, I, I lived in England. I went to soccer. There'd be fights. I've never... Dude, that was crazy bad. Yeah. Over like, a I've soccer been to, game. Yeah. It was I mean, 1-1 I'm, at the time, right? Yeah, I mean, I was at... I was at a fight in the bowl at uh, the bowl ring in Tijuana, and there was a pretty good scrap. But dude, that that was a different level. Yeah, like that. I don't. I've never seen anything like that. That was wild. Wow, that is something else. That is all right. Man, well, you get up in the morning. You're like, hey, what are you doing? I'm gonna go to the soccer game, and then probably about four thirty today, I'm just gonna get the Reginald Denny beat out of me. <laughs> Fucking hey, hey, how'd that game go? Oh, really? That you're gonna ask me? I didn't know I was out shopping, Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, and my fucking molars kicked down my throat. <laughs> oh, sorry, I asked. Get in my jeans. Get on my underwear. God, yeah. Fucking units hanging out. <laughs> Pictures all over the internet. God damn it. <laughs> Jimmy Royal sending that shit. Or fucking Megan's freezing up in those <laughs> seats. She's got to see my fucking 
<laughs> Little fella. No, it was bad. But all right, yeah, we'll be back all here right. uh, Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday night. See you then. All right.